or vice versa. Joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What's up? Nice. I, I like. We're all buying into the elongated. You know, the it's funny thing. Luke told me yesterday, like pre-show, he was like, "Yo, man, like sometimes when you do the intro, like you do it a little too early, and like so, it, like out. You, you can't, you, yeah, you can't quite hear it." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, you know, I, I want to do it like." On the last beat, like when, like when the when the riff fades out, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just fucking extend it, you know. So I guess that's what I'm gonna do from now on. Um, <laughs> I like <laughs> there's there's really no rhyme or reason to how I open the show, um, other than just that for the last two shows. Um, but I I've done it several ways. The the um. The wordage usually stays the same, but the uh, the inflection often changes. Um, just depends on how I'm feeling, you know. I feel like uh, you know Bill Simmons, um, you know, when he he does uh, his pods, he's you know he'll say you know something 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 on the ringer, and he'll sometimes be like on the ringer, and sometimes be like mm-hmm. on the ringer, you know. Just uh, just it's all about how you feel, how you feel. It's true. Um, but I am really excited about this pod. Um, it's going to be a shorter pod, uh, but uh, we got some juicy fucking uh, contract extension news uh, to break down. And we're going to talk about the Hawks and Knicks game last night, which was, um, it, was a, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty sloppy, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, which, I mean, is to be expected from preseason, All especially like with the Knicks, all these new guys um, trying to, See how they fit together, um, mm-hmm. and even someone with the, the right Hawks, lineup. I mean, obviously, yeah, finding the right lineup, and even with the Hawks, like just working in like guys like Jabari Parker and their rookies with uh, mm-hmm. Hunter and 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 Cam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all a work in progress at this point. Um, but nevertheless, it was it was a fun game. There was definitely good moments um, throughout the game. I uh, I enjoyed watching it. Um, it was the first uh, first preseason game that I got to watch uh, this year. Um, I meant to watch uh, Hawks Pels, um, and uh, it it aired after the Braves blew Game Four against uh, the fucking Cards, and I was so fucking mad that I just totally forgot that this fucking game was even on. <laughs> So, um, so I didn't watch it, uh, and uh, you know I got to work the next day, and, and my uh, coworker was like, "Hey man, did you see that game?" I was like, "Oh fuck, I dude, I totally forgot to watch it." Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was the first preseason game that I got to watch. Got a lot of uh, a lot of things to talk about with it, but uh, before that, um, let's get into uh, some contract extension talk. Uh, Bradley Beal. Uh, 
out of nowhere, I totally did not fucking expect this. He agreed to a two-year, $72 million contract extension, uh, the max extension, uh, with a player option on the second year. So basically, um, the Wizards got him for at least an extra year. Um, And for Beal, um, essentially, he now becomes a – can opt out and become a – an unrestricted free agent uh, after 10 years served in the league, which means he would qualify for that 35% max. Um, this is really interesting. And honestly, I think this is maybe a, a it's obviously a, 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 to me, like a, a money play for Beal and his agent. Um, Cause you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, we could hold out, you know, for a supermax, but like after you've been in the league for ten years, you already qualify for what is considered the supermax. You don't get any more supermax than that. Um, it's thirty-five percent of the salary cap. So if you're, you know, if you've played ten years in the league, then you already qualify for that um, percentage. Um, so they basically mm-hmm. get that max. Um, Maybe you're sacrificing a little bit of money um, in that uh, first year of the extension, um, but they guarantee that, and then you know he can go into um, free agency the year after that. Um, I am really bummed because I was really looking forward to all the various like trades that I could like come up with throughout this season. <laughs> Um, right. uh, for for Bradley Beal, um, and and honestly, I know you too. Do. I was just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know it. Um, but like the other thing too is like I was just kind of looking forward to perhaps him getting traded to like a legit contender. Like I just think that would be, um, you know, that'd be really cool. Um, but nevertheless, they came to this extension. Um, he's going to be in Washington, or he's at least going to be on this contract uh, for at least one more season, um, which means uh, that you know Washington is not going to trade him this year. And I'd, actually, I don't think they're even eligible to trade him this year. I think that get, there's some different um, uh, rules for different types of extensions, like Kyle Lowry's extension is not one that is, um, not immediately trade eligible. Um, I do believe this one is. Um, I think you have to wait six months after this extension to trade him, which will be after the trade deadline. So, like, they can't trade him this year. At least that's that's how I'm reading into this. I haven't read that anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just my understanding no, I, of the I, CBA. I think I believe you're right. Okay. Um, so. Uh, He's going to be a wizard uh, for the rest of this season, at least. Um, what were your thoughts on this extension? I laughed. I laughed because I was like, oh, well, there goes <laughs> one big one big chip. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that, that was the next big domino to fall. Everybody was talking about it. Uh, basically, uh, that would have been a huge, huge move, and I think there were ever like so many teams were probably talking about like trying to pick him up and 
mm-hmm. news whoever to get him because he's he's an incredible player. Uh, if you get your hands on Bradley Bill, you do it. Um, but unfortunately, he took himself off the market to the money uh, somehow or for some reason. He kind of trusts the Wizards to do something because John is out. I think probably the whole season. So yeah, I mean. It's one of those things where I'm like, all right, you want to waste the year? Fine, that's up to him, and that's what Bradley wants. He's a, you know, he's been with Washington like since he started, so it's like at home. Um, and he likes it, but you know, at least he said he really likes it there. So yeah, he he does like it there. It's not like he doesn't like it there. He likes the people there. It's just you know, we don't like him there because it's like feel like he's being wasted, but um. And that's kind of how that's just kind of how it has been. I mean, especially the last two years, and like this year's gonna be kind of a, a wash too. So, uh, and it's like it sucks because I did want to see him probably end up somewhere else. Uh, um, for him and for the league, that you know he could probably help out a, a team. But um, we'll see. We have to wait till this summer uh, to, to to actually see how anything progress with him and uh, a different team, or or maybe you know Washington does something crazy and he stays there, but. I don't know. It's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, good for him. If that's what he wants, fuck it. I like, I like loyal guys. Yeah, I do too. I just – I prefer loyal guys for middling teams, not like basement teams. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like that's – I mean, it's the same thing like what we were talking about with Kimba in the off season. We were like, we really wanted Kimba to go somewhere else. Um, we did. The Hornets were just they they're just not ever going to be consistently good, and you know I feel that's the same thing with Washington, given the money that they have committed um, to John Wall, um, and the fact that he tore his Achilles, and the fact that he is so reliant on athleticism, um, like you're just never going to be you you don't have a window there to be good. You can't trade that contract. there's just there's no way for them to at least unless they just totally totally luck out by like drafting um you know a couple guys to like just be immediately good and even like Rui um I know you like Rui more than I do um but like sure I would I would I would say though that even you would say um it's going to be a process with him like he's not going to be yeah. good immediately it's going to be two, three years maybe, um, and then, like, he's going to be if – he, if he ends up being really good, it's going to be like a Pascal Siakam-type um, trajectory. Like, he's he's going to get more minutes, and he's going to get more playing time. But it, 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 what I mean by that, it's going to be that third year or so where he kind of hits it. Um, and I don't know, like – I mean, I guess that's still within the timeline, but you still have the John Wall thing hanging over your head. Um, True. So yeah, I'm. I, I I was just I was so bummed. I was so bummed when I when I saw that. Um, and uh, I I don't know. I uh, I really wanted him to go somewhere, no matter where it was. Where you know, I I, I felt like he could be, um, you know, more effective. I tell you what, though this definitely uh increases my odds of um winning the pick for uh the scoring title this year because uh, since they're definitely not trading him like again no one else is scoring on that fucking team uh so Beal's gonna get 
um, a lot of opportunity to score a lot of points this season. Um, so, you know, we'll see um, if, if that ends up, you know, swinging in my favor. Uh, you picked Harden, right? Uh, for scoring, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, I, I know, I think Luke and, and Juwan picked Steph, um, which I think is admirable. Um, well, yeah, that's not a bad Admirable is not the right word, but it's a, it's a good pick. It, it's it's a more, um, it's probably a smarter pick than Beal. Um, but uh, I think Harden is still, I think that's still the, it, it, I was trying to be a little different, um, just to be honest. I get it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. Change it up a bit. Not not terrible choice. Right, yeah. Um, But, but, I mean, I I would still pick Harden over Steph, um, even Mm -hmm. despite, you know, like Steph being um, the the clear-cut go-to scorer on that team. Um, But, but yeah, as far as Beal, I really hope that I, I I hope that he can somehow still manage to get off of this team come next year. I don't see that happening. I, I mean, I think they're going to keep him obviously through this year. I don't know why they wouldn't keep him through next year. Um, and then if they're going to shop him, wouldn't you shop him in 2021 free agency when everybody opens their books up um, and is trying to go after guys again with, you know, that free agency and, and to wait and see for whoever misses um, on, you know, the various free agents. Um, that That's when I would be looking to shop him uh, if I were even considering that. So I think that's the soonest that, that he'll be moved is that 2021 off season. Um, my, I guess my biggest question here is um, there were reports that, um, that uh, the Clippers reached out to Washington um, before uh, they ended up trading for Paul George and, and were asking Washington, uh, you know, if, if they would be willing to negotiate a Bradley Beal trade, and they said no. Um, would you rather have Beal on this extension that you just got him on, or would you rather have you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, Danilo Gallinari, who you can trade, and, and five future first round picks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd probably go with that just because, you know, in the future, you now we got to think forward. We got to go forward thinking at this point. Uh, even though, yeah, uh, Bill's your dude, but, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, is he going to stay? Maybe. But can you help him right now without assets? No, not really. <laughs> You can only help them so much, and they're only going to get so far. So, right. if you can get yourself a young point guard and Shea, uh, who's been playing really well so far this preseason, looking really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so one of those things. I, I would feel bad sending him to Oklahoma City because <laughs> who knows what they're going to do. Uh, but man, if you give a five fucking first rounders, then of course you can say yes to that. Yeah, I mean, and they would they would be sending him to the Clippers. That's that's what I was saying. Um, oh well, no. So, well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, if you could have gotten that package from the Clippers for Beal, um, like, yeah, in, yeah. In, like in lieu of them trading for Paul George, which I think Beal, 
almost kind I mean, of maybe makes a little more sense for that team. Uh, for for like yeah, a, uh, a, I get it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in terms, of, I mean, Paul um, George defensively maybe a little bit more, but yeah, and maybe you wouldn't have gotten maybe you wouldn't have gotten that extensive of of a package. Um, right. that, I mean, I would I would assume you probably wouldn't, but I would have even taken like you know two thirds of that. Um, like give me Shea, um, you know, a, a different expiring contract or or something different than than Gallo. Like I I don't necessarily yeah. need Gallo. Um, and then give me you know four out of those five picks or something. You know, um, right? But they 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 weren't willing to do it, and and they didn't have all their ducks in a row. They didn't have an official GM at the time that all those trade discussions were going down. Um, it's true, you know. So, man, yeah. maybe hurt them in the long run. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I would no, I would definitely rather have that package. Um, I and you know I just rather have like the the prospects of having Shea and Rui and building with that. Um, right long term uh and especially you know because Shay can play um he's he's six foot six he can play on or off ball so you know you mm-hmm. can potentially play him with john wall um throughout the extension of wall's contract um you know when he comes back and is healthy um but uh that's not the road they took but hey they were able to secure this contract extension which i think you have to consider a win um, regardless of what they may have gotten for him, um, had they been willing to engage in discussions earlier this off season, um, just the fact that they were able to keep him for at least one more year, I mean that's a huge fucking win for them. Uh, and yeah, I mean I, I I tell you this much, I would definitely rather extend him now than try to trade him at this point because um, I just don't see the necessary the teams that are desperate enough to give you the value um that you would really want when you're trading a guy like Bradley Beal um you know I threw out the Sixers I thought the Magic were in play the the Nuggets were obviously in play um I think the Nets maybe would have been in play um I don't think any of those teams would have offered you enough this season to make it really worth your while. So maybe you're just kicking the can down the road. Um, and you know, that would be fine too. Um, but it, it gives you a little bit more time, uh, to figure your shit out. So, um, great, great sure. fucking deal for the wizards. And, um, you know, I guess for Beal, at least he lines up, uh, you know, like I said, that that 35% extension uh, after the final year of this uh, of this uh, extension. Um, so, hey, uh, it, it sounds like they were able to come to an agreement that they think uh, benefits both parties. Um, I just selfishly would have very much preferred Beal to have been moved, um, but uh, that is not the case. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump over to a couple other um, non-extensions 
in that uh, mm-hmm. the teams offered extensions, but the uh, players and their agents uh, turned them down. Uh, we'll start uh, in Boston. Jalen Brown turned down a four-year, $80 million contract extension. Um, what are your thoughts on Brown and his agent turning down that deal? Ah, uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, I guess he's again one of the, another guy that's just, just trusting his own ability. I think it's a decent deal. I would have took it. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, I, I would have taken eighty million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, four years, you said, right? <laughs> eighty million. Yeah, yeah, twenty so million. What, twenty years. years. That's really good. I don't know what the market is. I forget exactly what the, what the twenty million years a lot. So, <laughs> for a guy that you would consider a corner corner piece, uh, that's the thing. I don't know if Boston considers him a corner piece anymore. So that's what it really comes down to, and do they want to pay that much to a guy that they feel they already have, maybe, or or they feel they can get better at? Maybe that's kind of why they're they're hesitant. Uh, but Jalen Brown has the potential to be really good on both sides of the ball, and so I don't know. Uh, I I uh, I would have to see uh, where the how the market is, uh, but at the same time, like in terms of this summer, there's not a lot of guys out there this summer, so they may end up benefiting at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's that's how I read this situation. Is um, I wouldn't take that deal if I was Brown. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's there's going to be ample teams out there that could. Yeah. You know, have a lot of interest in him. Um, I, like the team that comes to mind, like first and foremost, uh, are the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they've got a lot of contracts, um, a lot of contracts coming off the books at the tail end of this season. Um, and if you look at their roster, like kind of one thing that they really need is like a a defensive minded wing player, um, mm-hmm. and I could totally see them just being like, fuck it, we'll give him a max deal. Like, we'll give him a a four-year max with a player option because um, we don't have to pay John Morant or um, Brandon Clark for another three years after this season. Um, and we don't mm-hmm. have to pay Jaron Jackson for another two years after this season. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, uh, you know, after uh, this season, assuming they finish um, as one of you know the worst teams in the league and keep their pick, which is top six protected this season, um, next year it's unprotected to the uh, Celtics. Um, so they're going to have a lot of incentive to try to get better this off season. Um, there's just not that many um, unrestricted free agents out there, as you mentioned. Like the market's kind of thin. Um, and I just mm-hmm. think Brown would be like a perfect complement to the guys that they currently have. I mean, if you pair him, like let's say um, you want to maybe play him at the three, because um, he, he's, he's a combo. He could play two or three. Um, Correct. So let's say you, maybe you want to pay him at play him at the three. Um, maybe you try to keep uh, Dylan Brooks for a reasonable amount of money. Um, but his his well, like- uh, his his cap, yes, and his cap holds going to be like, you know, significantly low. Um, like you could be looking at a team of 
you know, uh, John Morant, Jalen Brown, uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, um, Brandon Clark, and uh, uh, Triple J. Uh, that's a really, really good young core, and you also got Grayson Allen in there. Um, if he can ever like kind of turn out to be something, um, and and uh, what they also got a uh, uh, shit. What's his name? Their uh, backup point guard that they got from Minnesota. Um, Tyus. Uh, fuck. Yeah, Tyus. Uh, Tyus Jones. Um, Jones. Like that's a really good young core uh, that they they could invest in. I I could totally see them doing it. I could see the Hawks doing it too. Um, the Hawks don't need a player like Jalen Brown as much as Memphis does. Um, I don't think the Hawks would offer him a max deal, but I think they may offer him a deal that would be outside of the range, way outside of the range of what the Celtics want to pay in way more than $80 million. I mean, a max deal I think would be like um, four years, 120-ish, depending on what happens with this whole China thing and all that. Um, but I could see, I mean, I could certainly see the Hawks offering like four year, a hundred, you know? Um, right. so I, I, yeah, I definitely don't, I, I don't think he should even come close to taking this deal. Um, I think it's a huge undersell. Uh, I don't necessarily blame the Celtics for, you know, making that offer. Cause I, I think, Given his production, it's a reasonable amount of money to pay for the amount of production that you have gotten out of him. But just there's going to be teams that are going to offer him more money, and he just shouldn't take it, you know? Right. Totally true. Can't argue with that. And hey, hey, what about the Knicks, man? Knicks could offer him a lot of money. <laughs> they could. Oh yeah, it's possible. I'm just they could. Yeah, I mean, it is possible. He, he would. He would definitely kind of fill a need as far as like a wing defensive player. Um, I think he would pair really well next to RJ. Um, obviously, you know, those are kind of two guys who are interchangeable at the two and the three, but play completely different styles of basketball. Um, and I think mm-hmm. they kind of would complement each other well. Um, so like, I think that's a possibility. I, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting. I think New York is really interesting because I think they could be another team that really delves into this, um, this kind of, uh, pretty solid, uh, restricted free agent market. There's like four or five guys out there that are like, Really interesting. I mean, Jalen Brown, uh, Buddy Hill, who we'll get to in a minute, Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 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 Sabonis um, could be very interesting. Um, uh, there's definitely guys out there uh, that um, that are, you know, if they don't sign their extensions uh, come Monday, uh, then you know, they're, they're going to be fascinating to watch uh, in this this upcoming off season. And that's about all we got because the only like big time unrestricted free agent we got is Anthony Davis. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's always yeah. possible that, you know, shit goes sideways in LA and, and he looks elsewhere, but it's highly unlikely. Yeah. So, um, 
But uh, hey, I did. I did say uh, I did not pick the Lakers to make the playoffs in in the Western Conference predictions last night or a couple nights ago. Um, so I had them missing. Burn. I I I I had the Lakers missing the playoffs. Did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, Damn, you are uh, with your crazy. Wow. Yeah, dude. I got <laughs> I got Indy missing. I got uh, yeah. the Lakers missing, no. and I got the Warriors missing. Insane. I know, but I feel like I'm gonna hit on at least one of them, and I'll be able to like ride that. And just be like, yeah, told y'all, motherfuckers. I only got to hit on one of them to be like, I told y'all. <laughs> so, um, so that's, likes his that's kind of my strategy. At least one of those is going to be I told you so. <laughs> right, exactly. And, like, you know, I, I, I feel pretty confident that one of them will miss. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it's all about injury um, with all three teams. Um, I mean, the injuries with the Pacers and the uh, – um, Warriors are obvious, but like the injuries, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the the Lakers. I'm just more predicting that last year's LeBron injuries weren't as much an anomaly as they were as like Father Time catching up with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, and like AD has always had injuries. He always gets banged possible. up, man. He misses like so um, long time. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know if, if you don't have those two guys healthy together for sixty five games uh, this year, uh, maybe more. Um, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. So they don't make the playoffs. Um, I don't see Anthony Davis going staying in L. A. <laughs> Honestly, I know, and I would love it. I would love it. He's just like you know what? I'm gonna fucking join the Knicks. Uh, it'd be great. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking dope, dude? I'd be so was, uh, happy. Uh, I or he comes to the Hawks. I love that too. I really love that. I don't know if I love it as much, but yeah, not bad. <laughs> hey, it'd be better than him staying with the Lakers, regardless. Um, Anything's better than and, that. And and the Hawks like do have a really good court. He's just with the Hawks. He's like it. It'd just be like, yo, dude, you gotta play center though, because like that's what we need. Or I guess we we'll play. We're gonna play John Collins at center. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I mean, AD would basically be the center. But if you went to New York, uh, you know, you, you got uh, um, Mitch, Mitch. Uh, Julius Randle who you play with, and yeah. you got uh, um, uh, Mitchell. So indeed. Sure. Uh, so you got you got plenty of options off center, so you wouldn't have to play center. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, it's not like he uh, doesn't know Julius. Well, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's an out there prediction, but uh, uh, I felt it. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, like it, it, it a little bit had to do with the preseason hype, um, because just watching Zion. Uh, this preseason, it was yeah. like, all right, I, I I need to put the Pelicans in there. Who am I taking out? And I was like, fuck it, I'm taking the Lakers out. Um, I already had the Kings in there, and I took the Warriors out to put them in there. Um, and uh, and I I just can't 
I can't not pick the Spurs to make it until they don't. You know what I mean? So no, I get it. That's that's how that's how it all went down. Um, but all right, uh, let's get into uh, the other contract extension. But healed. Uh, turned down a four-year, $90 million contract extension. Um, you know, he basically said, uh, you know, if they if they think I'm their guy, they need to fucking come with an offer that is respectable. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I agree with him. Four years, $90 million. I mean, it's, it's, sure, it's a lot of money. But, like, this cat is, what, 27 years old? Like, this dude played four years in college and was a year older than we all thought he was. A year ago, um, this is his, this is his chance to get paid. This is his probably only real chance to get paid. Um, yeah, man, he needs. They need to pay him a, a hefty amount. Um, I'm not saying they need to go max. Um, I don't. I don't think they need to do that. But like a five year, um, I'd say five year. First of all, a five year deal. Maybe like a, a ladder contract, um, you know, like where it, it starts out um, at near max money and then goes up in year two, up in year three, but then goes back down in year four and year five. Um, like something like that I think could work out. Um, right. But, yeah, they need to come with a fucking reasonable, like, offer. Four years, $90 million is a fucking absurd contract to offer him. Dude shoots 43% from three last year. Like, that is ridiculous. This guy is a fucking clutch shooter. Um, and, like, they really need that shooting. They really, really need it. Um, and, like, there are going to be so many teams out there that will offer him a huge deal this offseason. Probably, I would think, Buddy Heald will get offered bigger deals than Brown, even though Brown is a much better defender. Uh, Heald is just like, he's a fucking scorer. He's a shooter. Um, Like, that is such a high commodity in today's NBA um, that, I mean, I just think that that's just something that you cannot um, pass on. Um, Like, I, I think there's tons of teams that would be interested in getting him. Uh, all the usual suspects. I don't necessarily know that the Hawks would be in on that, um, but I do think that the Knicks are a possibility. Um, I totally think the Grizz, again, are a possibility. And I think the Pels, man, like how funny would that be? The team that drafted him and traded him like ends up giving him, like a, yeah. offering him a max deal um, to like come back. Um, but like they really need shooting. Um, so like he's the kind of guy who I could see them like being like, fuck it, we'll give you a four-year max deal. Um, that's just, like, these teams got to understand the market is going to dictate um, what these guys are willing to accept. The, the projection of what the market is next offseason is going to dictate what these guys will and will not accept. Um, and just a four-year $80 million year for million-dollar deal for Brown and a four-year $90 million deal for Heald that's just not that's just not market value on what what everyone is projecting these guys um to be offered this off season it's just it, it's bad business to even make that offer what are your thoughts it's bad 
they're hedging their bets. Is what's going on? Because <laughs> at this point, they're like, let's try to get them for two years and a reasonable contract. Because someone is going to probably over, probably try to outspend them and shit, and with some weird high price contract extension. And a lot of guys are not going to want to pay that. And like, it, uh, it really comes out to what's the max. Like, what would you pay the max guy? Who's gonna be a max guy? So there's a whole bunch of shit. Like someone's gonna get overpaid that doesn't deserve it. That's just, that's just gonna happen. And whoever does that first, uh, uh, will lead the way and like who gets the next contract, and, and then then you'll figure out how things are gonna work out. But someone's gotta sign on the dotted line first, and uh, probably won't happen until the summer because no one wants to probably be the first one to sign. Because uh, they're gonna probably want the most money, so I mean, it's gonna be a bidding war for low level talent. Not low level, just not as not max level talent. You know what I mean? Um, and I really like Buddy Heald, and I really like uh, Jalen Brown. It's just just one of those things where like uh, someone's gonna have to bite the bullet, and uh, who is who will be that team? You know? Yeah, and I think there will be teams. Like I said, like yeah. there will be teams. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's is definitely in these teams' interest to go ahead and lock these guys up. But, like, you are just totally lowballing them by offering offering them these deals. Like, these are just insanely fucking low deals um, compared to, you know, what would be a four-year max uh, for these guys in the offseason. And, like, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, and they're just going to be in the market. Like, uh, that's – that like – there will be teams who offer it, so um, or, or, or there more than likely will be anyway. Um, right. So like again, I'm not saying you gotta offer them a max deal, but like you gotta come close to it. You gotta be like, okay, you might get a max deal. We're gonna give you an extra year, so we're gonna give you like a fifth year, um, mm-hmm. and at least I don't know. I'm not sure if you can do that unless it's a max yeah, deal. Max. But even if you can't, uh, it has to be a max. What would be a max? Uh, you're, you're cutting out, man. You've been cutting out for a minute. Um, Sorry, not I necessarily what like, would be the max. Uh, what would be the max? Um, I, I believe... I'm gonna have to do this math in my head. They get 25% of the cap. Uh, the cap right now is, I want to say, 109 million. Um, so that, I mean, that would be like uh, a starting. I think the cap projection for next year is like 117. Um, I, I mean, I'm, well, I, I guess we could just. I don't have to do this math. Uh, Five years, 170 million is the max because that's what um, Ben Simmons and Jamal Murray signed. Um, okay. So like, like, so like, put that into perspective. Five years, 170 million versus four years, 80 million. Talking about 90 million dollars less over with with like four years over instead of five. <laughs> like that's one year more, but a fucking ninety million dollars more. Like that's fucking crazy, you know. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not suggesting that you know the Celtics or or the Kings should should pay these guys max money. I'm just saying like you gotta you gotta give them 
something that like is basically like yeah this isn't quite max money but like you don't know that you're going to get max money this off season this is like 10 maybe 15 million dollars less than max money um which you know it, it, then if I'm those guys if I'm brown or I'm yield I'm like all right I'm going to go ahead and just fucking sign this cuz like that's fucking a bird in hand man like I money in the bank um but like 80 million over 4 90 million over 4 that that's nah that that's 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 like a huge low ball for for these guys especially um especially yield um you know given Sacramento's um you know inability yeah. Excuse me, inability to, yeah, attract free agents and the fact that they like mm-hmm. capped themselves out this this past season. Um, right. But even for the Celtics, like four years, eighty million, like that's just that's selfish. Like that's just <laughs> stupid. Like, nah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe these. Um, I I don't expect it to be the case with Brown. I think they're could be a case with Heald um, where they do um, bridge the gap and, and come to an agreement. Um, but uh, um, they got to do it by Monday because uh, come Monday, that, that fucking ship has sailed for these uh, restricted free agents, these rookie guys, rookie contract guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be something interesting uh, to talk about. Uh, I think Wednesday. I want to say we're going to do the show next week's show on Wednesday because uh, Tuesday we got to watch the fucking opening games. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I got to watch Zion fucking go up against Toronto um, and see what's going on there. He's um, resting the final preseason game, which is Friday, because he's uh, knee soreness. it. So. Smart. They're trying to, I guess, hold them out for two years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny they they didn't play uh, John Collins tonight, and they listed the reason why as flu-like symptoms. <laughs> I was just like, bruh, just say rest. Like you gotta fucking make shit up. Just say rest. <laughs> like flu-like mm-hmm. symptoms. Uh, it's fucking funny. Um. But uh, it's preseason. Like, why are you trying to lie in preseason? That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, speaking of uh, preseason, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the game that happened last night, Hawks Knicks. Um, huh? I, I got I got a lot of thoughts on how the Hawks did, um, and and a few thoughts too uh, as far as uh, the Knicks are concerned. Um, but I'm gonna let you kick it off and start. What were your thoughts on last night's game and just the Knicks preseason in general and how this team is coming together? Um, I was it was actually a better game than I expected. Uh, I'm disappointed to lose the game, but you know I, I think if they just you know defended the way they defended at the end of the game yesterday, the whole game <laughs> they had a chance. Uh. But, you know, I think it's still trying to figure out what works in terms of like what lineups work. That's why he started Bobby and, and Dennis, who I think looked terrible yesterday, but he is just coming back from an injury. So he is rusty, but he did look really bad and it really bothered me how. Like, he just didn't look again. It was very uninspired, so it really bothered me. To, he got basically outplayed by Frank, and Frank didn't do much offensively, but he looked incredible defensively. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of the Frank I want to see all year. 
Like, you get a little yeah, bit he, more of that all the time. He's awesome. <laughs> like, he that, beat up yeah. Trey a couple times where, like, what was, it was that uh, they uh, he slapped the ball away from Trey and then, like, mm-hmm. went after it, and they, they called the foul. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I watched that replay a couple times, and I was like, that wasn't no foul. <laughs> like, Trey got bailed out on that one. That was not a foul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a you lot know what I'm talking about, right? Well, I think so. I mean, there was a couple of plays where I'm, you couldn't fucking breathe on. Well, Trey it was like it so was. I, I couldn't. It tell. was like I don't know. It was in the first half. I think it was in the second or maybe early second quarter, and mm-hmm. like he just picked Trey's pocket, and like mm-hmm. Trey kind of like like flailed a little bit and like fell fell mm-hmm. backwards, and it almost kind of looked like um, Frank pulled him backwards. After he had already slapped the ball out and was like running towards the ball, um, yeah. but like they called it even be- they called the foul even before that. Like they called it um, as like a reach in, and it totally wasn't like and, and like Frank like picked up the ball and like grabbed it real tight and was like motherfuckers. <laughs> like and I was I like, hey, I you, got, you got it right there. The that was not a foul. That was definitely not a foul. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. go ahead. I kind of, I kind of remember him reacting that way. I don't remember the play exactly. I do remember Frank kind of freaking out because <laughs> he's gonna really freak out. Oh, wow. I love that. Um, I do remember that specific. But um, yeah, that that I, I noticed. Uh, I saw. Uh, I liked what I saw out of Frank. Uh, obviously, offensively, he still needs to really work. confidence. But I think that that can come in and out. His defense was was solid yesterday, and even the team defense. They show that the team can play defense. I really like that. Uh, RJ looked really good out there and playing some point too. You know, um, he looks. I didn't know he was as versatile as he actually is. Uh, he missed a couple games here and there, but you know that was kind of time. Uh, I didn't realize how good Trey was at floaters because he floats from anywhere on the court, which is. Uh, <laughs> um, I it's just, uh, it gave me some frustration with really some interesting stuff. Like, I got to see um, Vince Carter's old ass team series. I watched about here five or six series yesterday. Yo, holy shit, Do something about what? your mic or something. Because, like, it, you are. It's tough to hear you right now. Really? Hold up. Yeah, it kind of. It's, it's like cutting in and out. It's like. It's almost like you, it'll it'll go out and you'll be a little muffled and then it'll cut back in and you'll I, I can hear you fine. It's like going back and forth. The earphones, man, they're getting old, you know. So they, I'm wearing them out. Yeah. I wear them a lot. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> you overuse shit, you know. Um, yeah. I think I know what's going on though. So, um, anyway, what what was that? Um, I know you mentioned Trey's floater. I heard that bit. I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fucker. I, I don't think he. I think he was perfect on the field in terms of floaters. I was, I'm like, bro, yeah, dude, he floats from everywhere. Floaters, his floater game is fucking elite. He so was elite. floating from the free throw line. I'm like, bro, I've seen that shit. Yeah, that's Come where on, he, that's does. he does. He does. It's fucking bro. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the, I like what I saw of uh, Bembry. He's a very active defender and a very active player in general. I was pretty nice. He missed like very surprised. He missed like three or four shots in a row at the rim though. I was mad. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was like, that's make not a his game. Shot, 
<laughs> what did he shoot? Was, he shot. Good. I got it right here. Wait, let me uh, hold on one second. He shot two of fourteen from the field. Two of fourteen. Yeah. I was like, God damn, man, you gotta. I liked his activity, but man, you gotta make some yeah. shots, bro. He is very active. Uh, y'all started Cam Reddish yesterday. I'm like, I don't know who's gonna end up starting a shooting guard for y'all. I'm very curious. When I heard it, it's gonna be hurt. He's just hurt. I think he's hurt. Okay, I was just that's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. Honestly, uh, how though, about with, I think it should be Bimbry. Um, I really do. So? I think we should start. Well, here's my here's my train of thought, and like no mm-hmm. no Hawks fans that I've talked to agree with me here. Um, <laughs> but Bimbry's Bimbry's a really good defender. Like that's what he hangs his hat on. Um, and the thing is, like we're we're gonna start Trey, obviously. We're gonna start John Collins, obviously. I think we're gonna start Lynn at the five. Um, and I would imagine we're Another gonna start DeAndre Hunter at the three. That that's what makes I'm the most assuming. sense to me. He's the most NBA ready, um, and he's right. been really impressive um, with like limited offensive use. Like um, he only shot eight shots last night, but he made five of them, two or four from three, um, and uh, so. I, I think with those four guys, I think you start Bembry because defensively, then you have um, Bembry and Hunter, who are both really good defenders, because um, your other three guys are not good defenders. Trey, John Collins, Alex Glenn. So at least you have some mm-hmm. amount of defense out there. And then when you're coming off the bench, you know, your bench unit, um, you uh, you have Evan Turner, who's a good defender, but he can't shoot. Um, and then you have Cam Reddish, uh, who's, who's obviously going to be, you know, coming off the bench, uh, small forward mm-hmm. um, position. Probably going to bring Jabari cool. Parker, working Vince Carter a little bit. I'm not sure who's going to be our backup center, um, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I just think Herter fits so. better in that lineup. Because um, if you're putting Bembry and you're putting um, – who who's not a good shooter – um, and you're putting um, Evan Turner uh, in a lineup with Cam Reddish, then, like, that floor spacing is worse than he had with Duke last year. And that's what, like, what like hurt his offensive game last year was, like, there was no space in the lane. Um, so I think having Herter out there with him, they could get a rapport going together. Um, and I think that – would honestly be – I'm looking at it more from, like, um, how do you get the best out of your, your guys? Not how do you get the most wins because I'm not really concerned with that. How do you get the most out of um, the prospects that you want to develop? Um, and I think you do that by putting Bimbry in the starting lineup and then letting Herter and Cam be, like, the two guys that are, um, you know, the the – the developmental guys off the bench. Uh, and I think um, given that you have Evan Turner as your point guard, he can't shoot. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to free up Cam to have a lot more lanes to drive through um, and just g- give, give a little more spacing to that second unit. Um, I still don't like that Jabari Parker signing. I still think it was bad. I, I just haven't seen anything. He, well. he was better last night. Than he has been. Yeah. He was five of ten last night. He had that one, um, that one dunk uh, when he flew through the lane and got that dunk, um, mm-hmm. and that was nice. Um, 
but I just he just doesn't do much outside of scoring rebounds. Like he he scores points, he rebounds, he had zero assists. Wait, let me see. Yeah, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks last night. Like uh, he just doesn't do anything else. He scores. He also any has no arm definition. It bothers me. <laughs> it's just no arm. Right? I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. It's like, come on, you can't do some curls, man. Come on, an NBA <laughs> player. <laughs> right. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but man. uh, but yeah. Anyway, all right. So I, I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, lot lot going on with the Hawks. But uh, please continue. Um, as far as your Knicks are concerned. Yeah, no, I pretty much laid it out. Um, I was just trying to figure out who's going to sign that point guard. Uh, they sat uh, Peyton yesterday so they can get a better look at uh, their um, Dennis and Frank. Uh, if I had to pick a winner yesterday, I would give it to Frank because uh, Dennis, again, looked like shit. Uh, I, was, I was really disappointed in him yesterday, man, because I think for us to, to be a good team this year, I think he would be a big reason why. Uh, at least that's what I was expecting. I needed him to play well, and he just didn't play well. And I'll give him luck. I'll give it to him because there were moments yesterday where he actually beat up. It's just he didn't do it the whole game. Uh, but at the same time, like he is smaller, so he like, he has to overcompensate. Where it's a little easier for Frank. Don't have to try it, but he's so fucking long. <laughs> um, right. But I, I need to see more out of him. He has to play smarter. Like he got benched in the fourth quarter after that one. Uh, uh, Turnover to Bembry, uh, trying to give it into to I think to Julius, and that's it. I'm waiting to see the rest of the game. We gave the Dennis the rest of the game, and Dennis played really well to, to close out. You know, he just missed that one three. That was probably his, the worst thing he did. Was like try to take a three and miss it, but you know, it's not what he does. You know, uh, at the moment. So I think Frank is going to sit out Friday's game, and they're going to let Peyton and Dennis play it out, and they're going to see how that works. So that's really the biggest questions going in. Uh, center, I, I know why they started uh, Bobby Portis to, to, show, to stretch the floor, to, to make some space in there. And it worked out a little bit. Bobby played well. Um, we gave up more rebounds than I like uh, against the Hawks. Um, so that I need I need them to, to be better there. And I know they can, especially with all the fucking forwards they have. Marcus looks good. There were there were moments of uh, uh, of the warning that Luke gave me that Marcus Morris could be a little bit of a black hole. I definitely see that sometimes. Uh, he definitely needs to look to pass out of double teams at least, you know. But he is a yeah. good shooter and he's a tough fucking defender. So I do like Mason Marcus yeah. more. So like, uh, you know, I like what I've seen. Uh, Kevin Knox looked good yesterday. Uh, he looked overall really good. He looks a lot like he looks he, a little thicker too. He looks better than I've ever seen him play. So like, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, thank we not like you see him play often. So. <laughs> yeah, he did look uh, a lot. He looked good yesterday. He definitely did. He definitely worked on his game this summer, so you, you can definitely see it. He looks more comfortable out there for sure. Um, and then Mitch, Mitch, you know, Mitch did his thing. He didn't do a lot. He didn't play. Super, he played, but he didn't play super much. He got uh, a couple blocks, and I was just like, God damn! Like well, he, got like, against, he got that block against Trey, where he tried to throw it back <laughs> in, but it went off his own guy's leg. Um, yeah. He was trying to throw it off a Hawks player, and it just unfortunately hit one of his own. Um, and he yeah. got uh, yeah. he got that block. Uh, I want to say it was Damn. against Parker, but it might have been against someone else. It was early. 
Uh, but he had a couple blocks that I was just like, they, they're like you just would, they, you you saw where he was, normal. and you thought <laughs> you thought it was you thought it was a no brainer bucket, and it was just like nope, this motherfucker just slapped yeah. that shit away. <laughs> yeah, he has a freaky life that I thought of him, but uh, nah, it's just it's insane. I just can't wait. I can't wait to see him fully formed. You know, I think he's still he's still. Learning everything and getting to what he needs to do. Yeah. But I do love me some Mitchell Robinson. I think he'll probably end up starting at the end of the day, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see because uh, Bobby Portis played okay yesterday. Uh, but, you know, he leaves us vulnerable in the paint a little bit. You know, there's some open layups. I don't like that shit, you know. <laughs> By the way, uh-huh. I'd be remiss if I did not mention fucking 42 year old Vince Carter. <laughs> fucking no, Drake Three is like. <laughs> Like fucking, Bro. oh my god! Is like I saw I saw one of those memes that was like um you know the Scooby Doo memes and it's like uh, now let's see who it really is and it was like Vince Carter and they <laughs> pulled the mask off and it was Kyle Corver yeah. <laughs> underneath <laughs> and shit made me giggle like I was like damn that's good um but like yeah dude he was just draining threes and like does it concern you at all that like. Every on, I, I mean, he was being guarded by Julius Randle, and he was just fucking cooking Randle. Like Randle, like just, well, I, I mean, Randle shouldn't Randall's be guarding decent. fucking Vince Carter. <laughs> Honestly, I guess. Uh, but like, if, if this is the small ball four and Randle is playing the four, he's gonna have to guard him. I get that, but it's just not normally what a four has to do against you know a guy like that. Because was don't get me wrong, he was. He was on a fire, you know what I'm talking about? So, like, like he yeah. couldn't miss. Right? <laughs> it was unreal. all around. I will give the game ball to Vince Carter because that, that was the game. That's what oh, won yeah. the game was that for like, the end of half. was, like, three threes in a row. You couldn't really guard him. Yeah. Uh, and then he kind of went away for a bit. But, you know, but, you know, he he, look, he did it. You know, he did his thing. I love Vince Carter. I always get upset with that. He never became a Nick, even if it was for, like, a, a couple minutes. <laughs> I would have taken it. Uh, this card is like my favorite player, one of my favorite players of all time. So uh, yeah. I'll never be too upset to see Vince ball out. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's concerning because you need to go and guard the, the 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 perimeter, and then he had to go around people. And like I said, they he, they played better defense in the second half, but they have to do that the whole game. And I know it's tiring, but right. they really played really good defense to like close out the fourth quarter. And they just their offense just was like kind of all bubble fuck, and that's kind of well why they ended up losing the game. But I was impressed with how they had beat up at the end, and he was out there during that defensive, you know, stand. Yeah, um, I. Uh, by the way, Vince Carter took eleven shots, ten of them <clears throat> were threes. <laughs> like, Damn, he was just fucking. He knows like, his job. I'm cooking. I'm cooking. He made five of those threes. Um, he knows his but job, uh, yeah, man. dude. Yes, he does. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm still, man. I'm still fucking super shocked that like a fucking team, whether it be like a legit contender or like a, a fringe playoff team, somebody didn't fucking think like, hey, man, we could really use this this cat like to like yeah. you know be able to give us like solid production and and be like a a, a voice. Like, I mean, I know he was already in Sacramento, but, like, I look at, like, the the contract they gave Trevor Ariza, and I'm like, why wouldn't you just fucking give Vince Carter, like, half of that and be like, call it a day? 
you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but um, I get it that Ariza's, I guess on paper, still a better defender than Vince is because Vince isn't much of, he's never been like a great defender and he's not, um, no. you know, he's obviously lost a few steps in his old age, but like Ariza didn't have, he didn't have the kind of year last year that would warrant a two year, $20 million no. contract. Um, and Vince signed a one year minimum contract. Uh, so yeah, that's just, it's crazy to me. I don't, I don't know why. And then, you know, like legit contenders, the, the Rockets, uh, the Warriors, um, the Lakers, just, just a ton of teams yeah, out there. Yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, like they could totally use Vince Carter right now. Like, uh, and, and, you know, that'd be kind of a homecoming. Um, so yeah, the Raptors. I don't know why the Raptors didn't go out and get him. They signed signed uh, Stanley Johnson. I would have loved to see uh, him on the Raptors. It would have made so much sense. Like I mean, yeah. you know, you, you, you just, just all these teams. I don't I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It, it, I mean, because it, it, it definitely seemed like Atlanta was his only option. Like it's not like Atlanta. Like it's not like he signed with Atlanta early. It's like they waited it out and then. Nobody wanted him, and Atlanta was like, "Yeah, dude, we would love to have you back." Like it was almost like Atlanta was like, "Dude, like test the market, and if you know, if no one signs you, we will fucking sign you. We like you. We like having you here." Um, so I'm really happy to have him back, but I just think it's crazy that that nobody else out there really wanted him. It's that fucking it is just baffling to me. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, it was a good game. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Cam Cam Reddish. She played 21 minutes, um, shot four of nine from the field. Um, he had three rebounds. He had an assist. He had two steals, um, and uh, nine points. Uh, just a, a nice, solid effort. Um, and of course, he's a guy who's um, probably like a, a step behind most of these guys because he he was hurt throughout all of summer league and you know he, he he hasn't really had an opportunity to play um much uh and and you know I, I like what i've seen from him but he and hunter um particularly hunter but even even cam too um so uh i think i think cam does a good job of picking his spots and uh i i like that and i like that about hunter too both those guys do a really good job of picking their spots i mean uh, Cam was four of nine. Hunter was five of eight. They're not trying to like really fill up the stat lines or, 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 mm-hmm. or like chuck shots up um, throughout the game. Uh, Collins five of thirteen. Collins has not had a good preseason, like just at all. <laughs> he just he he he's been missing so many shots, man. Um, defensively, I thought he looked really um, like. Uh, a lot. He looked a step late on a lot of plays, um, you know, near the near the basket last night. Um, I don't I I don't remember any of them specifically, but I remember thinking like several times like, oh, John, you were like you were just not there. You were not there when you needed to be. Um, nope. So we'll see. I don't I don't love the notion of them trying to convert him into a self-creator, which is one of the things that they have said that they want to try to do. They want to 
him to expand his game into creating for himself. I don't necessarily think that's the role. I like because that's just again exuding more energy. Like just play better defense and keep doing what you're doing offensively. Like you have right. Trey Young, utilize that. That is your like key to success offensively. Um, just it's it's more just defensively. Like be reliable. Um, and uh, so I so I hope they kind of figure that out throughout the season. Um, all right, before we uh, wrap this up, um, you know, I, I mentioned what I would like to see uh, as far as, you know, for the start of the season, the Hawks uh, starting lineup. Um, now that you've had a few preseason games um, to kind of take in what you guys are doing and everything, um, what would you like to see the starting lineup be come – opening day uh, for, uh, or I, I guess opening night um, for your New York Knicks? Man, uh, now it's hard after the last three games. Like, I know who That's I what I'm saying. To... You, yeah. you had it all figured out, like, before the preseason. Yeah. Uh, and, sure I think it we talked about this even before Summer League, or maybe it was during yeah. Summer League. Um, but, like, <clears throat> I, I, I've got my – my idea of what I would like for y'all starting five to be. Um, but I want to oh, hear yours okay. first. Okay. Um, as of right now, I, I think I'm willing to go with, uh, uh, I, I think um, Dennis needs to work into getting back into shape and maybe he has to do that off the bench. So I'm either going to give it to Frank or Peyton to start. Uh, maybe Frank just because I, I just, I was so happy with his defense. <laughs> I think he earned it. But we'll see how okay. uh, Peyton plays on Friday. But as of right now, um, maybe Frank to start uh, with, okay. uh, obviously, RJ. Um, I'll stick with Marcus and uh, and Julius. And, and I will say I'll just go back to Mitch uh, over uh, Bobby for now. So that's kind of what I like. I think we get the real defense, defense, and then the offense will probably come from the middle. Which is like RJ and uh, Marcus and Julius, you know? Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Um, I, I, so yeah, I mean, mine's um, mostly similar. I'm gonna go with um, basically offensively, like RJ being your point guard. I think mm-hmm. I, I really do think that like he has the necessary skills to be able to like pull that off. They just got to get him to buy into like being that Gordon Hayward, Jalen Rose type of player. Um, Mm -hmm. And if they can get him to buy into that, that is going to be his like ultimate guide to success. Um, Right. And I like, I really like that role for him. And with that in mind, I love Frank Nilakina next to him. So like, those are your two cards. You're just, just, (laughs) yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, cause like, you 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 look at again. It's all about like fitting players together, and like you look at what Nilakina does and does not do, and you know vice versa with RJ. And I feel like they complement each other really fucking well. Like you know, yeah. I always love the the Luca and and Frank pairing, um, and I think you they get a lot of that early. same. Yeah, I think RJ and, and, and Luca do. Like they, they play similar games. Obviously Luca is just way more polished, he's way more um right. like um you know, just he's just a better player. Um mm-hmm. but like RJ 
has that same kind of skill set. Um, they just got to get – they got to work on him being more of a facilitator, more of a, a passer. Because even at Duke, he showed signs of it, but he, like, he never committed to it. And, like, they never really forced him to commit to it. He's still chucking up right. way too many shots. Um, and if they can get him to, like – he's a good passer. He reads lanes well. Um, like, when he actually commits to it, I think he'll be really good at it. Um, right. And, you know, I, I I think, you know, given the fact that he can score at all three levels, um, granted, like, not at a super high percentage right now, but I, I do think he's got a immense amount of potential to be able to score at all three levels, uh, like, at a, at a high efficiency. Um I think if you can you can utilize those two guys, call whoever you want to be the point guard, but use those as your backcourt. Right, um, right, right. I, I do think right now Marcus Morris makes a lot of sense. I would be hoping that like throughout the course of the season you could work in Knox as your three, as yeah, your starting three. I agree. But right. I um I definitely think you should start with Morris because um, you got you got to make him earn it. Um, and right, I, right. I think. I, I think that's Fisdale's kind of style, um, and I, I think that's smart. Um, I would definitely go with Portis at the four um, and then Randall oh. at the five. Um, and I would make Mitch earn it too. Um, don't stop committing so many fouls. Um, you know, that would be my my big thing. Like, uh, okay. if I can put you in and, and know that you're not going to get two fouls in five minutes, like, I would love to start you, but like I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be constantly having to turn over my starting rotation because you're in foul trouble like two out of every three games. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that would be my big thing. Like encourage him to like pick his spot, pick his spots when he's going for blocks, um, and you know to just figure that out. Um, and then work him in, and then of course slide Randall to the four, and 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 move Portis to the bench. Um, so my ideal situation would be at the end of the season, you're rolling with Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know what becomes of DSJ. I I just don't think he fits with RJ. I don't I don't think those two fit together at all. I think Frank it's, it's is just similar so to what much more of a seamless fit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, but I think Frank's more of a seamless fit. So I, I think, uh, Frank, RJ, Knox, Randall, and Mitchell is how you want to end the season, but how you mm-hmm. want to start the season is Frank, RJ, Morris, uh, Portis and, and Randall. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that all like shakes out, but mm-hmm. I, I like, how I, I don't, like I don't, I don't like obviously the Knicks to like be like a, a playoff team this year or even close to competing for it. But I don't think they should. Um, I think that, I, I, you know, regardless of what they should have done this off season after not getting Kyrie and KD, I mean that's water under the bridge. We don't need to rehash that. But I think given what they have now, they can utilize these veteran guys to. Um, you know, uh, be sort of stopgaps 
throughout the start of the season so that their young guys can get where they need to get and then earn their yeah. spot and then be plugged in and then, you know, come this off season, they can pick and choose who they want to keep um, and then go from there and maybe yeah. make some moves on the restricted free agent market. Um, but no, I mean, I, 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 I do like what the Knicks are doing overall. Uh, they're kind of overall game plan. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, for both these teams, both these these two yeah. young teams, um, I think both of us are going to have a lot of L's. <laughs> but um, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, a lot of people think uh, the Hawks are going to be a playoff team this year. So I mean, I'm not I'm not jumping no, on no. that train. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You never know. Um, but uh, but yeah, a uh, lot of lot of good things. Uh, a lot of lot of good uh, votings for the future, and you know what? I'm really glad too that uh, the Knicks didn't trade Frank because um, you know there was a lot of talk yeah. about that this off season. Um, yeah. And now that you got RJ, I just I, I just look at Frank and I'm just like like can you imagine like if you have um, like let's say you still got to get your four of the future if Randall isn't that guy. Um, but like for your four young guys who you want to build around, not including DSJ, um, if you have Frank at six, five with a, what, six, 10 wingspan, uh, and then you have, uh, RJ at like six, seven, uh, you have Knox at like six, nine, uh, and then Mitchell at like what, seven foot, um, very long, like, (laughs) Dude, yeah, like that team is just long. Like and like we you know, everyone's talking about oh man, the Sixers, they're so long, like blah 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 blah. Um and like if that team can congeal and, and, and figure shit out and grow together, like it's gonna be a team to be reckoned with, because uh, of that length. It's gonna be interesting as to see like like which of these players end up, you know, working out and which don't and all that, but Mm-hmm. Um, lot, lot of, lot of, lot of good premonitions. I think uh, for for what this team can become, because uh, I definitely look at um, RJ and just think like, fucking get him to be like Justice Winslow, but like better, <laughs> you know? Like, right. Um, right. like that's that's what you want from him, uh, and if you can get that, like that fucking sky's the limit. So. Um, but anyway, uh, real quick before we wrap it up, Luol Deng, mm-hmm. um, he uh, he signed with the Bulls and then retired. Shout out to uh, Deng. Um, he was like – he was always one of my um, like favorite role players. Uh, he was like uh, – did he win sixth man of the year one year for the Bulls? He may have. I forget. I think, he started a lot I think for the Bulls. He did. I forget. Yeah, but I think there was like one year early where he was still six man. But I, I could be wrong about that. But like really right. solid player, um, great role player. It, it, it's it's you know, uh, of course, unfortunate that um, you know uh, due to like some some later injuries uh, uh, throughout his career. You know, it, it, I I would say his career was kind of cut short. A lot of people. Um, pin that on Tom Thibodeau, which I don't think is unfounded, but 
Um, <laughs> nevertheless, um, right. I mean, you know, I mean, he did play his guys a lot of minutes, um, but it was it was the league hadn't quite caught up with uh, everything going on about uh, you know uh, load management and all that. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, uh, shout out to Luau Deng, a uh, great player, um, and like probably. Probably like I mean he, he was. Can you think of a better British player in the history of the league? I can't. Uh, no, uh, not at all. I can't because there's, there's not many. <laughs> ben Gordon right. is the closest one, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And they play on the same team. They did. Uh, this is another player that's playing the some great British. I can't remember who it is, so it's not that important, I guess. <laughs> but. There's not a, there's not enough. There should be more. Yeah, there should be. Um but yeah, shout out to Luau Deng. Um glad he got to like do that whole shindig where you get to sign with you, the team that meant the most to you, you spent the most time with and retire. Uh it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I really hope if if uh if the Knicks don't really make a playoff run and they're like well out of it, um mm-hmm. I, I really hope that they they sign Melo at the end of the season, like ten games left in the season type of thing, and you know you're you, you're already, um, like but let him play a little bit, you know what I mean? Like let him come in, <laughs> fucking finish his career with the Knicks. I mean, what do you got to lose? You know what I mean? Um, that's what he wants. I'd be open to it for sure. Right, you know, just like let him play. Let him come in. Let him be – fuck, let him be a starter. I don't fucking care. Like, if they can help you lose some games, it's going to chuck up so many fucking shots. Like, just let him fucking do what Kobe did down the stretch, and maybe he scores 60 in his last game, and, like, everyone gets really excited about it. Um, like, <laughs> that would be uh, – that would be cool. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's hope if he doesn't uh, get – Another opportunity that, uh, that that may be something uh, that's a possibility. Um, but, uh, Joel, thanks for joining me, man, as always. Uh, and thank you, everybody out there, for listening and tuning in. Uh, if you like what you hear, please go give us a, a glowing review, five stars, please, uh, mm-hmm. at uh, any of your uh, you know podcasts. Uh, wherever you receive your podcast, I guess I should say. Um, and uh, stay tuned. We got uh, some good stuff coming up uh, this week. Uh, Geeks Against the Grain this Friday. We got a very interesting episode of Geek Vibes Live coming up this Sunday. Uh, got a lot of shit to talk about, particularly about uh, Batman. Um, got a Ooh. lot of casting news coming down the pipe. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, talk awesome. about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, uh, Dan and Chris are doing uh, an episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance this Saturday. Um, so uh, be sure to uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Um, we will be back, I want to say, next Wednesday. Because, um, uh, like I said, we're going to want to watch uh, Tuesday's opening games. So we'll drop the podcast mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Uh, and you should hear it probably Thursday morning, Um, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, But until then, we'll talk to you. Peace. Peace.